You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 36. We're talking about church announcements done right with Adam McLaughlin. Here we go. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, because he's been waiting for like 10 minutes. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm very glad that you are here with me again today. My name is Seth. I'm your host. And today I am bringing back a guest for the third time. This is the first time I've brought a guest back for a third time. This is Adam McLaughlin. And Adam and I have known each other for a little while, pretty much since I started doing this podcast. He was one of my, he was my first guest. And uh, we just struck up a friendship and, and kind of connected over church communication since then. Uh, Adam is in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. He is at Life Church and uh, is the communications director there. And honestly, they, they're doing great things. So it's a, it's not a huge church, but it's a thriving church that's doing great things. And so that's why I keep bringing Adam back on. Adam has another website called churchmarketingideas.com, where he produces uh, a lot of great content and a lot of great uh, resources for church communicators, because it's a passion of his as well. So you can check out that website from the show notes. And I brought him back again because Adam has started doing something at his church that's kind of kind of neat, if I could say the word neat in a cool, not dorky way. It's really neat. And what Adam's started doing is he's kind of taken the church announcements section of their service and made it his own. And he's done some interesting things with it. There's a video out there on YouTube or somewhere, and I'll have to try to get him to share this this link when he listens back to the podcast or whatever. Adam, share that link of the YouTube video of you talking about the story uh, with the cockroach and your and saving your wife from a cockroach that we talk about in the podcast. So hopefully he'll share that. And it's just a really interesting take on doing church announcements. There's always something fun in there, and we talk about it a little bit in the episode, so I won't get too far into it. But Adam takes stories and takes regular life events, makes it really fun, and then turns it into an announcement. So I I just want you to get into this conversation with us, and we're going to talk a little bit and follow up from our previous podcast that he and his pastor Ryan were on, and talking about their their church's stewardship campaign, the capital campaign they were doing, how they actually grew. And he's got some numbers for us. And it's really exciting to hear that. So here's my conversation with Adam. I hope you love it. Uh, He's a good dude. Check out all those links in the show notes. And it can be found at sethmuse.com slash 36. And you can get all those show notes, all the links we talk about. So here's my conversation with Adam. Hit it. Well, hey, Adam, welcome back to the show, man. This is a third time for you. I know. I'm starting to feel like Steve Martin on Saturday Night Live. Like the regulars are going to start looking around thinking I'm taking vacation or something. Yeah. When you hit five, there's like a robe and a special green room for you. Oh, I can't wait. For the show. <laughs> Let's can... schedule the next two right now. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be glad to because honestly, I don't know what's coming next. I have no idea. I would love to schedule you for the next five, six shows. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, well, to, you've written something recently, and uh, most people, and I, I introed you a little bit, but most people have, who have heard the show know who you are. Um, you're down at Fort, where, where is it? Fort Myers. 
Fort Myers, yeah. In Florida, Florida at uh, Life Church. That's right. And you are the communications director there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you and Ryan came on recently and had it. We had a great conversation, your pastor, and a great, great conversation. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, got to talk about how you guys actually grew through a capital campaign. Yeah. And, and actually, your... the numbers are in, and we have actually exceeded. So the statistics we gave you is that we grew twenty three percent in attendance. Yeah, uh, and that was in twenty sixteen. For the first half of twenty seventeen, we're actually up an additional thirty percent. Oh my gosh! So yeah, so if anybody is interested in some information on how we do that, I would definitely go back and check out Seth's podcast on that. That's awesome. I'll I'll tag that in the show notes, and you guys can go back and listen because. Dude, that was a great information. It's great information because a lot of times people we're all going through upgrades and changes and stuff. And it's just it's a really good conversation on how to lead people through change. We're keeping the vision out in front. So thanks for coming on and doing that. And shout out to Ryan. Thanks for being on there, too. Um, but now you've got an ebook out and it is all about announcements, right? Yeah, the, that's the, right. The upfront. So tell us a little bit about your ebook. What's it called and what's what's in it? Well, the ebook is called Snorkel Fork. Okay. And the subtitle is, this book title's confusing, your announcements don't have to be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of the premise is that your announcements don't have to be a grocery list of what's coming up this week. They can be an opportunity for people to learn about your culture and choose to engage in your culture. So it's great that somebody's come to your church for the first time. Your announcements let them know how else they can get engaged and connected with your church, what's going on, what's the feel of your church, what do you value, and how can they get connected with those things? That's awesome. I, I think announcements, I mean, dude, every week, in a part of several different groups, and every week, man, how do you make announcements better? How do you <laughs> right. get people to listen? How do you get people to remember stuff? How do I make them not yeah. boring? It's just, oh my gosh, there's got to be something. So I'm glad you've written this book. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of had that light bulb moment when I posted a video of me doing announcements. Mm -hmm. And within a few days, 6,500 people had seen it. And I'm thinking like, what, what am I doing with these things that makes announcements that interesting? Yeah. And, and, and dude, I got just, asked by a bunch of people too. Dude, just off the top of my head, I remember that video. And here's what I can remember. It was about uh, you were something to do with your wife, something to do with a cockroach, right? Yep. Yep. And I rescued my wife from a cockroach. You rescued your wife from a cockroach. That's right. And then it turned into a, a push for your, your capital campaign, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. um, uh, basically everything pivoted on that segue. Yeah. You tied it in. From, yeah. Yeah. This story about, um, rescuing my wife from the cockroach. And I completely obliterated this thing. Maybe we could put the video in the show notes or something. And because I'm not going to do it justice right now. And then <laughs> so the cockroach was completely gone, just like a recent book we had just launched. It had completely sold out. So I used that. You know, it's gone just like our book. And yeah. that was my segue. It was so to funny, too, because, man, it was this big setup. Like, you know, this is going somewhere. And then to have it turn into that was like, oh, he yeah, got us. And, <laughs> he and it's got. interesting. Like it's, it's not the first time I've done that. Uh -huh. And, uh, it's not the, it's not the only time I've done it since I, it, it's kind of become what I do when I get on stage. And so the punchline becomes the segue. Like people are hearing this funny story and they're sitting on the edge of their seat waiting for the segue to find out, you know, how is he going to turn this story yeah. about, 
his he and his wife getting lost in Miami into something that has to do with announcements? Or how is he going to turn this story about his kid eating breakfast at a hotel and to have anything to do with announcements? So the segues kind of become the punchline. Yeah. It's like as soon as you turn that corner, it's it's uh, they give you finger guns and go, aha. Oh, you know? <laughs> that's what you were going yeah, for. I see what you did. It's yeah, it's. The really interesting funny. thing is, is that the segue really has, I mean, you, typically the story has nothing to do with the announcements. <laughs> so, and, and yeah. it, that's what I've found works for us, but it's not the only way I approach announcements. Sure. So I'm not suggesting the only way to make announcements interesting is to come up with this story and obsess for hours about the details and your timing, because yeah. not everybody has that kind of bent yeah Uh, but there are ways to make announcements more interesting than the information you're just handing out yeah and i think you hit a good point when because i think it's very tempting for us to go oh adam tells a story and then ties it into announcement i'll go do that that's really wired to kind of how who you are that works for you you know if you're the one on stage it's like you gotta go up there and do you but also share some info so that works for you exactly you know, and I think I think what you get to what you get to in in your book is is a little bit more deeper and the principles behind it that people can help dis- maybe discover what works for them, and, and how it works. So, but before we get into that, I want to know where did the name come from, Snorkel Fork? Because <laughs> I I, well, re- I remember you asking me on like Facebook Messenger about some names or something somewhere, right. maybe in a post. I don't remember, and then suddenly. That well, name came out. <laughs> there was about four people who were my entire focus group. Yeah. And I knew you were going to be one of them. So <laughs> I know, like it or leave, I don't know how you feel about me choosing you for part of my focus group. No, that's but good. It is what it is. Yeah. So, um, well, there's kind of two bits to it. I wanted, obviously, something that would catch attention mm-hmm. and something that didn't necessarily make any sense yeah. um, because I wanted that byline. That yeah. said, this book title's confusing. Your announcements don't have to be. Right. Um, and so that's where that came from. And I started throwing some ideas together, um, you know, and it, there's no point going into what those ideas were because none yeah. of them actually landed. But the one that landed yeah. was Snorkel Fork. And uh, it kind of boiled down to um, a few years ago, my friends wanted to start a blog. And he was getting analysis paralysis. And I said to him, I don't care what you call it. Just call it, I don't know, snorkelfork.com. And it just kind of (laughs) blasted out of me. And of course, I went, the domain was available. So I registered it. And since then, he's registered a proper domain and he's blogging now. And but I said, like, who cares what you call it? Just call it snorkel fork. So I own this domain. Yeah. And when I remembered I own this domain, I'm thinking like, man, let's just go with it and see what happens. Yeah. I remember you telling me what you wanted to name it. And I just thought that's perfect. (laughs) That is so ridiculously stupid. It is so perfect. You've got to name it that. And you were like, dude, sure. Are you sure? Are Are you you sure? sure? And I'm like, yes, please name a book this and put it out. Please do it. Here's the thing. (laughs) So glad you did. Yeah. It suits my personality perfectly. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't want it to be so out there that, it would like detract somebody who could find the benefit from using it. Yeah. Right. So I didn't want to like scare off or alienate somebody who could benefit from hearing this book. And at the same time, I felt like I had to be true to myself. Yeah. And then that's exactly what you do with announcements too. So I think that's perfect. So 
when when you're talking in the book, you're talking we're talking about announcements. So give us some uh, like context. Everyone does church announcements. Everyone yeah. has to get up there and everybody on staff or in ministry wants their announcement done up at the front. Right. They want it. So if you get so many, you know, it gets really fuzzy and just becomes noise. So what's important about announcements and, you know, how much time should we get in a service? Just kind of tell us what you feel is a good framework for like deciding what is announced. Sure. So I'll tell you what works for us. And, and hopefully some of those ideas work for some of the listeners. Uh, what I can't say is that I know what works across every church perfectly. Right. I, I, I wish I had a magic formula. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, but I can tell you what works for us and why. And maybe that can inform the decision. So for us, I know that um, not only in our leadership, but uh, for me personally, I've got a really short attention span. Mm-hmm. And so I've got about the attention span of a gnat. So yeah. it lands, it decides if it wants to eat the fruit, and then it flies away. So I'm about the same. Yeah. And so I know that if I go to the grocery store with more than three things on, then I need a list. And my wife knows this too. Even yeah. if it's like, okay, or, and you just need to also remember toilet paper. Okay, well, now that's four things. I officially need a list. Yeah, like, send me a text. Crossed a threshold <laughs> from what my brain can contain, right? And yeah. she's like, that's crazy. You can remember all kinds of things. I'm like, yeah, but in this moment, this is temporary. I'm not going to store it in my brain. Three things are nothing. And so now we, we take that approach and we say, okay, if we tell our people eight things during announcements – and then they listen through service, and then they chat in the foyer on the way out to the car. They get to a red light. They go to a buffet. They have an argument with their kids on the way home. They have another red light. Then they have a nap. It's not even dinner time on Sunday night, and they have no idea what's going on this week. Dude, Sunday nap is just reset button for me. <laughs> it's like erases everything I've done that day. And I, I wake right. up at like way too late and then go, oh, man, what am I going to do today? <laughs> like I haven't done anything all day. Exactly. So we limit our announcements to three things. And so now you have to say, okay, there's 18 things going on in church. I'm going to limit it down to three things. So the next question is, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, for us, we choose something that would apply to 75% or more of the people sitting in the room. So if it doesn't apply to me, I'm likely to tune out. So it has to apply to 75% or more of the people sitting in the room. Yeah. And, um, and, and I think that's a good distinction too. Instead of just saying 75% of our people, the ones sitting in the room, because like if you announce a first step class, you know, it's not going to apply to 75% of all your people, but it, it, it's important. So you want people in that room to hear it. Right. So you're going to announce yes. it there because that's part of your strategy. So yeah, exactly. A, a flat like percentage doesn't really it's, it can get confusing, but it's like, what is what do you think is important? You know, and then to the people in the room right then. Well, exactly. Guests, guests are super important. Right. So, yes. So that gets. So, so that's the first qualifier. And then the second one would be, is it brand new? OK, so maybe it only applies to. 25% of the people in the room, but it's a brand new something we're offering. Cool. What does this do? This gives us the opportunity to talk about what we're doing as a church, what we're growing. So even somebody who doesn't apply to and um, may not participate gets to say, hey, that's kind of cool. I didn't realize the church was doing that kind of outreach. I love being part of this church, right? And so those things fit in. And then we also kind of squeeze into that uh, like you said, our 
our first connections class or to get the people who are brand new to fill out some contact information so that we can add them to our email newsletter so that we can send them some follow-up information and get them information that's applicable to them. So that's the second qualifier. And then the third qualifier, what we talked about, do we have less than three things to announce? What we actually do is we do five in a service. So we do three in what we would call the typical announcement slot. Um, you know, somebody standing at the front or a video talking about what's coming up. Yeah, We would do one when uh, whoever's speaking that day gets up, typically it's our pastor, so he'll get up and say, hey, just wanted to let you know this is going on. And often that works really well for that something new. Yeah. Uh, you know, he'll say, hey, just I want you to be praying this week. We're launching a new outreach. If you're interested, here's how to get connected. Otherwise, please be praying for our team. Yeah. And so that's really strongly vision centered. And then we often will do our fifth is something that we close at the end of service. So, for instance, this week coming up is the last week to register for our water baptism service coming up the following week. So at the end of service tomorrow, somebody's going to say, hey, just so you know, today's the deadline to register for water baptism. If you'd like some more information, stop by the information center on your way out. You say, wa typically you say water baptism like there's options. Like, is there like cake baptism or... Or, you know, well, I didn't baptism. mean to say it like that, but <laughs> you can edit that bit out of the podcast. So I sound like, you know, as polished water as baptism, water baptism. Now, if you've only been syrup baptized, right. we're going to need you to water baptize. Next right. Time. We're going to move on to the water baptism. next. <laughs> Sorry. I'm totally just busting you. <laughs> it's all good. But typically that's the direct response, something. So yeah, you, you know, this has to be done today. You're going to walk out the back doors, go to the information center and do it. Yeah. That's the kind of announcement we're going to slip into that closing spot. And so there are times when we have, like I said, you know, eight things that qualify. It's really a matter of not this is more important than that. But the reality is if we start bombarding people with information, they're not going to remember yeah. any of it. And man, just the other day, our pastor was talking about uh, a certain passage and he started to talk about marriages being strengthened. And it's something to do with the passage. And a guy on my team comes up and goes, man, we really missed an opportunity to have him talk about re-engage, which is our marriage program mm. right then, you know, in the middle. And it was like, wow, dude, you're, that's true. Work an announcement like into the sermon in yeah. a way that's like all this stuff that I'm talking about right now, here's our solution to it. Boom. Moving on. You know, like that sticks. You know, and we didn't, we, yeah, did, we just totally. kind of missed that little, I love that you have your pastor involved in, you know, the one that kind of connects with, with vision there in the middle. That's cool. Yeah. And it's not always, like you said, it's not always that he stands up, gives the information and then starts his message. Yeah. Sometimes he will talk about what's going on. Sometimes it's two thirds of the way through his message. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Ryan's really great at finding the best opening that will resonate with people mm -hmm. and making it not sound like information. Yeah, like, that's great. It's just part of who we are. This is what we do. And if you'd like more information about that, by the way, we have X, Y, Z. We'd love if you participate. And then he goes on to his next point. Yeah. So, and that's, I think that helps the pastor because you guys are good friends. And so you kind of talk a lot about what's going on and you're very, right. he's very aware of what you're doing too and, and vice versa. So that puts it fresh in his mind. Sometimes pastors and communications directors are a little disconnected. And, you know, the communication director is doing more of the just, I'm doing the day to day and not yeah. involved with the weekend or the sermon or anything like that. And so having you guys work together probably helps with that a little bit. 
Um, yeah, we recognize that everything communicates. So yeah, he'll say, awesome. hey, you know, I am in a, you know, unique situation. I wish it wasn't so unique, but my situation is unique that we are very, very close mm-hmm. in our friendship and, and our relationship and still recognize an employee employer relationship. And yeah. All those things work together. And um, it really does make a difference in how and what we communicate. Yeah, it can be done. Yeah, you just have, yeah. have to work at it. Um, people tend to tune out announcements. So yes. when you get up at the front, what are some things that you think churches could do better in helping people uh, pay attention, I guess? Yeah, so I have found now that even if I'm getting up to do announcements and not going to give a story or I'm not going to go into my typical spiel, that people still pay attention because they want to know if I'm going to say something and what I'm going to say. Yeah. Right. So I've kind of create this demand for that attention. There's anticipation. Yes. And so, uh, one thing that we do is we change it up a lot. So we have different people who do our live announcements. Mm -hmm. We also swap in video announcements. And so it's not an opportunity to say, I know what's coming. I'm going to tune out. And, um, it is an opportunity to say, okay, something different is coming. Oh, that's what's different. Oh, that's what's happening because they're paying attention to the the difference, right. right? And so I would suggest that it's not the same person always doing your announcements. If you can, throw in a video announcement once a month, or if you typically do all video announcements, throw in a live announcement or yeah. some kind of combination. So, hey, I, I want to let you know here's what's coming up, ABC, and I want you to pay attention to the video. Mm-hmm. And that video is a 60 second highlight of something that recap last year that's coming up again this year. So for me, variety is the spice of life and I'm a jalapeno. So that seems to work really <laughs> well for me. Um, that's, and, and that needs to be your t-shirt right there. Yes. I should make a t-shirt. Churchmarketingideas.com. I'm a jalapeno. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I would say that that is one component of keeping things interesting. And another way to uh, really drive home the point of why you're saying your announcements is that why. So it's not just here's what's coming up, here's the information, here's how to sign up or we need you to show up. Uh, It's the why. And I think the why also brings some benefit. What I found is the people who are most attentive to announcements are the people who are brand new sitting in the auditorium. Yeah. Right. So our first time visitors are paying attention to the announcements. Number one, it's new for them. And also they want to know, is this church something I want to belong to? And so we're all, we're talking about the why. So, um, you know, Hey, we've got, um, our kids team is doing a picnic. So that announcement could look like next Saturday at 9 a.m., join us for a picnic, bring your lunch. We're going to stay till noon, and then we're going to have water balloons, and then we're going to leave at 1 p.m. Or that announcement could look like we value team ministry at Life Church, and we've got an opportunity to build our team. If you've ever considered being part of our kids' team, we want to give you some more information in a really casual setting. Next Saturday at 9 o'clock, we're going to be hanging out at the park all morning, and we're going to stay for lunch. If you want more information about that, stop by the information center in the foyer to sign up. Yeah. So you hear a difference there. And even someone who says, I have no interest in working with kids, learns that one of our values is team ministry. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's – and any time that you can work in 
the values and the which is really the essentially the culture of your church working yeah. in your values to an announcement as that's that's like plus one right on the announcement yeah. that's not just an announcement with info that's not just a story that grabs their attention or some way to grab their, it's like i'm showing you the culture of our church too yes by sim- so by simply telling you what's in- going on yeah, not just the what, but also the why. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Well, let's let's change over a little bit to the video announcement side. I know you guys do a little bit of video announcements. We do it almost every week at my place. So um, I'm I'm just now learning. Dude, it was really funny. I did my own. I was on I was on the video this week, and uh, I learned that How'd I that go? oh dude not not great um, <laughs> not great. Like I'm good on a mic. If I'm live, I'm fine, and that's. You know, that's, that's so different than video because you're reading a teleprompter right? and you're reading. And so it's, it's real hard not to get, um, well, I, I call it guitar face. You ever seen sure. a guitar player that just kind of looks like he's staring off and his eyes get all big and he's like, yeah. star- and it looks really weird. <laughs> and when you're reading, sometimes you can get that look on your face. Yeah. That's kind of how I looked a little bit. And I was like, oh man, I need to practice. So I saw it. I saw the rough cut and went yeah, man, we're not going with that. Let's have somebody else do this and let me practice a little more. <laughs> that was my first shot. So video announcements very different. So we're, we're right. thinking about video announcements and live video. How is that different when the audience is, is like receiving it? Like it, what are the, what are some of the things that you kind of want to pay attention to? And if you're changing from live to video or, you know, and using video announcements. Yeah, so we will strategically use video announcements because they are so time concise yes like if our video announcements are two minutes and 10 seconds then i know when i play them back two minutes and 10 seconds there's there's no question uh live announcements there's always some other factors going on there's Mm -hmm. how fast you pace yourself and how the audience responds and do you need to get people's attention do you already have it all those those things uh there's the element of human error or human interaction available in live announcements that we don't have in video so we'll specifically use video for like special events when we have guest speakers if we have something else going on in the service like baptisms or child dedication or we're honoring the mothers on mother's day for instance then we'll use video announcements because we have a really nice set timeline and we can keep that nice and concise we use a live announcements because we find that people are a lot more receptive to a live face Um, and not that you can't create that on video because you can uh, it it just comes down to that variety thing keeping everything changing and moving People know, okay, this is the announcement slot, but they're not, you know, necessarily anticipating the title screen, the transition, the background music, all that kind of stuff. They're wondering what's actually coming next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's very good observation because, you know, in ours, I'm looking at ours. We've been doing the same kind of thing for a while, and now it's time to time to change it up a little bit. We need that variety, sure, and, and we need to get that that kind of worked out where it's like, Oh, it's something new this week. Cause even that alone can make people perk up and say, Oh, okay. I better pay attention. This must be different. You know, right. there's a reason they do it different. Maybe there's something I need to know. Cause I've already seen yeah. that other thing a couple times, you know, <laughs> right? even though they're different every week. It's like, I've already seen that. I've already seen that video where they stand up there and talk. It's talking head, right. you know, it's kind of thing. So live announcements. I know there's a lot of companies that do that for churches. They, they, uh, you, you basically give them your info and they write an announcement and then record it and then send it to you every week. 
So there's companies, I know pro church tools does that. That's part of their deal. And you know, there's a lot of companies that do that that are really great. So for a communicator out there listening to, you know, announcements and stuff uh, to all our, our conversation about announcements, um, there's a temptation when you're in a, especially in a, depending on what situation you're in, a small church or you're wearing too many hats, whatever your, your situation to say, okay, that sounds great, but I don't have blank to do that. I don't have the time. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the creativity, um, to sit around and think of a story. I can't think of that kind of thing. So what would you say to that person to, to, to help them kind of with some first steps, like getting towards a better announcement slot? Sure. Well, I would say that the first thing you need to do is, um, be really clear on what are your standards for what makes it into announcements. Mm-hmm. And, um, that doesn't really take a skill set or any amount of talent or any, you know, specific characteristic or personality. Because once you can figure that out, then you can create a roadmap on how you present those. And then the next thing I would suggest is that you are really, really specific on your transitions. So you're going to transition into announcements somehow, assuming they're not the first thing in the service, or maybe they are, but what does that transition look like? For us, our current announcement slot is right after uh, offering. So whoever's doing offering will say, please pay attention to the following announcements. Whether it's video or live, that's our cue for announcements. Got it. Um, so now instead of, and here's Adam, which is always terribly awkward, <laughs> or, or, or even worse, nothing, right? So they walk off the stage. You didn't know they were going to walk off the stage, and now you're six seconds of silence getting onto the stage. Yeah. And six seconds um, is like a minute and a half. Right. Gosh, it's like the so end awkward. of the world. <laughs> so, so awkward. So what is that transition getting into announcements? And then what is the transition getting out of announcements? Mm-hmm. So again, you don't want to be like, and here's pastor Ryan, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because what you're saying is, I know I need to say something here. Yeah, I haven't strategically <laughs> thought about what I'm going to say here because nobody would strategize and say, you know what we should do after announcements? We should say, and here's Pastor Ryan, <laughs> right? Man, so, it's one of the one of my pet peeves, and I I've seen this a million times, and it's so awkward when they clearly don't know what's next. And I've been at a visitor church, and the worst thing you can do is just stand on stage and tell people how you don't know what's next, and right. they'll, they'll go. I, someone was standing on stage once and we're like, um, and that's all I got. So who's coming up next? Who is this? Oh, is it pastor. Okay. All right. Pastor, come on up. And then they walk off stage. I mean, your face right now is like, <laughs> you're I just know, making I'm ready the, to panic. It's like, Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> I've seen that. And it's like, well, we're a small church. Nobody cares. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah. They do care. They just have kind of learned to live with the pile of, of dirty clothes in the corner a little bit. Yeah. And, and and it's not that they want that there. It's just they've learned to live with it because that's all we keep doing. So I think it's worth thinking through. I think that's right. So um, go ahead and continue. Anything else about getting started and making better announcements? Like how can they get going? Okay, so for us, how we end our announcements is for more information about these and other events, stop by the information center in the foyer or visit us online at lifechurch.net. So it's enough to provide the information that people need if they need more. Mm-hmm. And it's also long enough that our pastor can stand up, walk to the stairs, walk up the stage, walk to the middle of the stage in the time it takes me to say that. Right. 
And the fallback to that is, as you can hear, sometimes I trip over my words and I'm not sure what's coming next. And all of a sudden my brain goes to fog Mm -hmm. at any point in the announcements I can say. And for more information about these and other announcements coming up at Life Church, stop by the information center in the foyer or visit us online at lifechurch.net. And I can walk off the stage and not have to continue stumbling over my words. Yeah. Right. And, so and, and you can be done. Kind of, that's kind of muscle memory. Yeah. Right. So that's for awesome. someone who's nervous about if I get up there and all of a sudden I panic and my brain goes blank and I can't read my notes or I forgot what the third announcement is. If you have that fallback, I mean, I could say that in my sleep and I've learned the inflection that I say it with and I learned the pacing and where I put my half breath at the comma and all that kind of stuff. It just becomes muscle memory. Yeah. And that is a a really solid fallback for me. It's a mental tick too, to have it like, okay, just hit the panic button, hit the panic, do the panic sentence and say it. And then step off. And even if you didn't get through the rest of your announcements, they're going to be online where you told them to go or at the info center. So you're fine. So you're fine. That's awesome. Exactly. So I would say if you're nervous or you're just starting, really figure out what those transitions look like. Yeah. And, and I love the idea of the panic, get a panic button, get your transitions down and decide what is and what isn't being announced and come up with a system. Right. Yeah, some people have tier systems. Some people have like they'll give you thing, everything a number and prioritize it each week before they go up. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. And then you can Google kind of I think Seacoast Church or Kim Meyer or somebody does that. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is have a single pivot point for your announcements. Okay. So whether that's visit our website or whether that's stop by the information center or whether that is, you know, download our app, have a single pivot point for that announcement. Not we're having a picnic with our kids team in the park next Saturday. You could see Pastor Marcy or you could call the office for more details or you could sign up at the cafe or you could punch the iPad at the information center. Have a single pivot point, a single way people can respond. And then from there, you can distribute whatever information you need to them. Right. And I want to ask you this, too, because it's on that point. When you have like three announcements, you might have a website specific for each of those things that you direct them to. Would you recommend doing that? Like announcement one, go to, you know, lifechurch.com slash lunch. And then the next one, go lifechurch.com slash baptism. And the next one, Mm -mm. would you not do that? What would you do instead? (laughs) What would you do Uh, instead? Lifechurch.net. If people want to go online, lifechurch.net. And if it's something I'm announcing and we're telling them to go there, it better be pretty obvious when they get there what the first button to click is. So if you have an announcement, so, you put it on the front page. I Yeah, I, I don't mess around with trying to get people to remember extra things, right? So now they remember we have a picnic in the park with our kids team. Mm-hmm. And now you're also asking them to remember your URL with this specific tag on the end. I, I, no. Yeah. Not even <laughs> in lifechurch.net for more information. Yeah. And preferably, I would love if they stop by the information center and actually do the sign up of some sort. So you would rather uh, them go live, like in person? Yes, That's because th- I think that the the length of time between the announcement and the response actually reduces the likelihood of response. Agreed. That's awesome. Uh, and I was hoping you'd say that, which is why I wanted to ask that question. Thank you. Uh, I think I think that's really good. Well, tell us a little bit more about the ebook. Anything else you want to like parting shots or, or where we can find it? Give us our one uh, call to action where we can find this ebook. 
Sure, you can find the ebook at snorkelfork.com. <laughs> and be careful how you spell that. <laughs> well, I've yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh-huh, yep. I've registered multiple domains okay. <laughs> because of the tendency to misspell snorkel. Okay. And uh, but that's all right. Life goes on. No matter how you spell snorkel, you can find snorkelfork.com. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to to looking at it myself and and learning from it. I always enjoy our conversations, man. I always think you have some really fun things to say and good things to say. So thanks again for coming on the show, man. Cool. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to number four and five. Yeah, four and five is on the way. We're already getting it scheduled. Those, thank you guys for listening. Uh, this has been Adam and I've been Seth. So thanks for uh, tuning in this week. We'll catch you next time. See ya.